0: You're listening to the Union Podcast. The Union is a movement dedicated to discovering God's design for sexuality, his hope for restoration, and the power of our destiny through Jesus. Please enjoy today's podcast.
1: Hey, what's up everybody? Thank you so much for joining us here on the Union Podcast. This is uh, Brian Pugh and this is my wife, Bonnie. Hello there. And we are so glad to be joining up with you in this moment, in this time to sit down with you and uh, and just kind of share some thoughts uh, when it comes to sexuality, when it comes to relationships, identity, all these different things. We do really believe that there's truth to all these dynamics in our lives. There's hope of restoration and there's destiny for people. Um, totally. If you've maybe you've experienced pain in any one of these areas, it's our hope that you would uh, you would see a destiny and a purpose on the other side of your pain, uh, because that's what Jesus does in our life. So we're so glad to sit down with you in these moments, and hopefully, it's uh, worthwhile for you.
0: Totally. And if and we trust it will be. And if you know of anybody else who you think that this podcast would benefit, would, you know, please be sure to share it with them. And also, if you um, haven't already, then hit that subscribe button, and, as well as like leave a comment or a rating for us. We'd love to hear from you totally. And it we and it actually it. makes it possible for other people to find us and to just spread this this message. Yeah, that's on our heart.
1: So I don't know where you're at right now when you're listening to this, but right now we are at the tail end of the whole COVID 19 quarantine life. Um, we were Bonnie and I were actually just listening tonight to um, our provincial health uh, overseer Bonnie Henry kind of talk about um, you know what things are going to look like, starting to get back to a sense of normalcy, starting mm-hmm. to open things. But um, uh, I don't know what it's been like for you, but I can trust that it's been. Um, it's been a difficult time. Yeah, it's been I, challenging. I can trust that maybe you know you're listening to this right now, and you've been out of work, or you've been facing just uh, the intense pressure that we've all been facing, with a sense of not being able to control our lives, feeling like, man, what is tomorrow? Uh, hold? What does a future hold? Do I even have a future? You know, like all these, Mm -hmm. all these crazy um, thoughts and swirling thoughts. And we live in an information age. And so we're constantly bombarded with um, information, whether it's right or wrong, it's loud, um, which apparently is the qualifying factor these days. You don't just have to be right, you just have to be loud. Mm -hmm. Um, But, um, and I think it it can provoke some things in us um, that we really want to get to the bottom of, In this podcast, we want to talk about um, dealing with the issues of the body, dealing with temptation, dealing with uh, sexual desires um, when you are in a stressful time. That's right. And just how we function. um, Yeah, how we're designed to function, how the body uh, desires to... Um, and we're going to get kind of get into it, but talk about how our our body wants to substitute pressure for pleasure. Mm -hmm. And, um, and so I think there's some important principles from God's word and some just some wisdom for us to all take in and evaluate, um, and really apply to our lives because, um, we, you know, so much of of sexuality is a gift designed by God. Um, but if it's not stewarded well, it can lead to a lot of pain and shame and confusion and hurt. So,
0: so that's what today is about, this podcast, this episode. We can't forget. Even in quarantine. We've the middle, almost forgotten. I didn't forget. So close. I just I was like, how are we gonna pull, pull back that's here? That's what
1: happens during quarantine. But,
0: but even in quarantine, we're gonna just ask that random question.
1: Random question.
0: Maybe, maybe I might even do it quarantine related.
1: Yeah, let's do it.
0: So, Bri, what has been that like not including people Mm -hmm. or like gathering with our church or things like that, but like something that's maybe like, maybe you might say frivolous. What's something like somewhat frivolous that you have missed in this season
1: that I've missed. You know what it is? It's just, and, and it's funny that we're talking about the body because, you know, some of this is really important. Um, but like I've missed going to the gym, mm-hmm. like that was like a, a really big part of my life. And like going to the gym, I was like a good place to process and, you know, do something physical and the body, it's good for the body to, to do exercise and to be uh, stimulated that way. And to, mm-hmm. um, you know, yeah. So that was probably be the big thing. And that's like, you think in the in the in the big picture of all the things that we're facing right now, that's probably
0: that's okay. That's why I said frivolous. Yeah, Frivolous. You know? frivolous no, and it's and, not frivolous, but it's yeah, but it's not. You know,
1: it is though. It's like that's a big deal. It's I not really at the top of the him. pyramid. Of I might cry. Death. I might cry the first day I go back. I don't know. Okay. I'll yeah. probably hug a lot of people. <laughs> hug a lot of strangers. I'm so <laughs> glad you're here. I missed you. you yeah. Know? Not really, but. Um. So yeah. What What about you? What's the thing that you've missed the most? Even if it's frivolous, even if it's it <laughs> what is this? <laughs> What's something that you've missed?
0: I literally like outside of people. I don't actually know if I have anything.
1: Oh. Okay. <laughs>
0: so that's what, like. So that's why I'm like.
1: All right, then I see what you're trying to do here.
0: No, like, that's why I was like, kind of like.
1: I just want everybody to see how superficial Brian is, and just that like, is not.
0: I was hoping you'd ask your own question because that's oh, what we normally okay. do. Okay,
1: fine. Okay, you well, can we can cut all of that out. No, I don't know. We might keep it. I don't know. This is kind of fun. Uh, all right, Bonnie. So I guess you need a separate question. Uh, all right, Bond. So I would s- ask you. I would ask you. What's the first thing you're gonna do? under maybe new freedom or once we get back to like not just quote unquote normal or like a sense of normalcy but when like things are back to normal It's one of the first things you're gonna do
0: mm, book a flight somewhere yes <laughs> i don't even that's honestly Doesn't even
1: matter where we're going to delaware <laughs> <laughs> you
0: hear that delaware we're coming we're, to we're, you we're, we're, oh, that yeah i would honestly i'm i got a travel bug even in the even in the like normal days so then as soon as, like, the borders are closed, I'm like, yeah. hey.
1: Yeah, seriously.
0: Don't stop me. Anyway, that would be my, like, oh, I would really love to do. Maybe that. we'll
1: go to Spokane. Let me just... Go visit Spok- our people? Yes.
0: Totally. Just road tripping. That would be it.
1: amazing. Just go see our friends. Our other friends. We have other friends <laughs> who are close by. We want to see you. If you're listening to this, we want to see you. <laughs> you we know, just don't have friends I just love road tripping. Yeah, totally. Our kids do not like it. If you're listening for the first time, we actually have five kids. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, they don't like road tripping, believe it or not.
0: Well, after we've done some long road trips, now they're definitely more like conditioned for the shorter ones. Yeah,
1: totally. So we can easy. do three hours easy. Totally. That's and even when we say
0: like five or six and they're like, oh, it's okay. not too bad.
1: Yeah. But, um, cause,
0: cause last summer we did some 10 hours. We did some longer
1: days. runs. Yeah. When we went down to the Oregon coast. Mm-hmm. So it was a long time.
0: Yeah. Speaking of pressure. Yeah. <laughs> road trip pressure.
1: Yeah. That's a different type of pressure. There's quarantine pressure, and then there's road trip pressure. That's right. As a parent. And uh, they both bring a lot of things to the surface. That's true. Yeah. So that's what we want to talk about tonight. Right. <laughs> now, right now. We're recording it. It's nighttime, so that's why I said tonight uh, you might be listening to this at some other point in time, which is totally free. It's a free country. So Do that. Uh, yeah, do that. Good for you. I you feel do. like we
0: should have the back in the background the, like, under pressure.
1: Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> anyway. So I wanted to share something with you because it kind of got me thinking. Um, there's a story in the Bible, and it's in Second Second uh, Samuel chapter 11, and it's a story about King David, and he is in a bad spot. He, um, As king, it actually it starts in 2 Samuel chapter 11. It starts with during the season that kings were off at war. So there was a specific time that kings should be off at war, I guess. And... Um, Here's David, and it says that as evening approached, he was getting out of his bed. He got out and began to walk around. And so, like, think about that. It's, it's approaching evening, so it's even at sunset, and David is waking up getting out of bed. I don't know if you've ever been in that type of position. I don't even know if you've been in that type of season where you are feeling depressed. You are not able to do, like, I don't know... Now Maybe David made some decisions that he stayed back or maybe there was other things that happened that were maybe out of his control. I don't know. And, and maybe right now you're feeling the sense of not being in control. I can't go to my job. I can't go to the gym. I can't do these things that I normally do or even that I should do. And I'm feeling the weight of that, even just sort of feeling the weight of the, your rhythm being thrown off, the, the pattern of your life being thrown off. And you're feeling depression. You're feeling an overwhelming sense of of fear, of anxiety, and of, I don't know what the future holds. I'm afraid, and I'm discouraged, and I'm even in despair. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of things going on right now that can cause fear, um, but I think this is our hope that we have, that, um, that the Lord is in control, that Jesus is in control. He loves us. He loves humanity, and uh, he is our hope. But it doesn't, it doesn't change the fact that we all feel and face these things. And what's interesting in this story, David is getting out of bed. He's obviously facing a season of depression. He's feeling, uh, yeah, obviously it's painting a picture. He's getting out of bed in the early evening.
0: He's off. He's, He's
1: off. off. Something's not not quite right. And it's interesting what happens because he begins to walk around and it says that he moves up to the top of this the building that he's in and here's an interesting thing about hebrew culture at the time is this time of day was kind of like reserved um for for women and for those who would be bathing to be bathing during this time so david chooses to go up to the top of the building that he's in Mm -hmm. during a time that he knows is like a a cultural no-no do not You don't go up on the top of buildings. You don't go up to a high place to look down and spy on women or other people who would be bathing during this time. It's just kind of like a mutual respect, a mutual agreement that like, hey, we're just not going to do that. We can all bathe in our privacy. Mm -hmm. Um, But David, I can imagine he's walking up those steps and he's probably facing this like, oh man, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm so, I'm, I'm just, I need to, I need to escape this pressure. I need to escape the sense of discouragement or depression. I need, I need, I don't want to, but I know I shouldn't, but I do want to. And he gets to the top and he sees this woman who's actually one of his soldiers who's off at war fighting the fight that he should be fighting. Mm -hmm. It's uh, this man named Uriah. It's his wife, it's his wife Bathsheba. And he actually ends up calling for her. He gets one of his servants to go and get her and brings her to him. He sleeps with her, has sex with her. And then it's kind of just like, it's just kind of like this one night stand idea, this concept. And well, the story moves on that actually Bathsheba is now pregnant, comes back to David and says, listen, this is is bad news. Well, it gets really, really bad as if that wasn't bad enough. Mm -hmm. It gets really bad that now David calls back Uriah from the battlefield and tries to coax him in to, hey, man, like, why don't you come eat some food with me and, and try it? And like, why don't you drink with me? Let's have some wine. Let's celebrate, you know, the all that God's doing. And hey, let's celebrate, oh man, the fact that we are victorious and what's going on on the battlefield. And,
0: and now go home and be yeah, with your wife.
1: Exactly. So he's trying to get Uriah, you mm-hmm. know, in, in the mood, quote unquote, to just go and be with his wife. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy that Uriah refuses mm-hmm. to go and be with his wife and sleep in his own bed while his other fellow soldiers are on the battlefield he decides to sleep just outside in the open air and um and not sleep on his own bed you know what i mean and it's so crazy he's doing what david had taught him to do in the and like in his training and his mentorship under david and now david's like trying to get him to like hey it doesn't it doesn't have to be that bad you know what i mean it doesn't have to be that you don't have to have that much integrity, you know what I mean? Like go home and be with your wife. Well, he doesn't do that. So David's plan to try to get get it to look like Uriah and Bathsheba, you know, came together, and then this is how this baby was brought about. That plan totally fails, and so David actually sends Bathsheba, or says Uriah sends Uriah back out to the battlefield with carrying a letter to his soul to his commanders saying when we get in the midst of the fight I want you to draw back from Uriah and allow him to be killed. So David issues a death warrant for Uriah and Uriah carries this letter, which is just so crazy. Yeah. And you think like that's integrity that Uriah doesn't look at the letter on the way, doesn't and David, peek at it.
0: David trusts. He knows the integrity of Totally. Of this soldier.
1: So that's like a huge 30,000 foot look at this story just very brief with just a general overview and it's it's really interesting that I think in a time of despair, a time of discouragement, a time of confusion in David's life and depression even what was the temptation? The temptation was sexuality. Mm-hmm. The temptation was sexual experience and now Um, Something that I want to make really clear is God has actually designed sexuality to be almost like an anesthetic for you in a season of time that you're under pressure. But it's again, as we've said again and again, that the beauty of sexuality is actually experienced uh, purely and and I would say only in the covenant of marriage when there is a mutual commitment to one another And a safety and a security permanence, all those different dynamics that that's where sexuality is meant to be um, truly experienced to the next to the next level. Mm -hmm. But. So what do we do when we are facing this pressure that we're all facing and now these sexual desires start to come to the surface? And it was so interesting the other day. Um, Actually, when when I say the other day, this is quarantine talk like the other day was literally a month and a half ago Um, (laughs) when this all started. um, The organization known as Pornhub, which is one of the largest online uh, porn websites and distributors um, that is actually taking a lot of heat right now because um, they've been involved with um, or not vetting uh, young girls who have been trafficked and then or raped. And then recorded and then posted on their website Um, they're taking a lot of heat for it which I'm very thankful for Mm -hmm. Um, but they offered you know like when when it all came out in Italy that hey like this is this is really bad we need to shut down and when Italy started to shut down they were offering Italian people a free month subscription to Pornhub online That's, that's the temptation I think we all face is that we want to run just to pleasure or sexual experience when we are feeling, um, when we're feeling that pressure. And the, the reality is I, I think for so many um, it just doesn't actually satisfy Mm -hmm. and it actually doesn't deal with what's really going on in our heart. And I think if we were able to really just pause for a second and go, why? Why would I run to something that's only going to cause what's already going in my soul to be heightened all the more? To have mm-hmm. a sexual experience with no, um, with no safety, with no um, responsibility, with no uh, commitment and and healthy, uh, healthy, strong relationship. Why would I do that um, and still be left? with all the same sets of anxiety and fear and, um, yeah, just instability in my soul, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that's some really great, you know, things for us to evaluate, you know?
0: Absolutely. I think we, too often we don't slow down enough to acknowledge, like you said, to really acknowledge what we're actually facing. So we have this desire to distract ourselves, um, Which maybe, you know, you might actually just feel like what's going on inside of you is this huge mountain that you don't even know where to start, Mm -hmm. you know? And I think um, in my own life, in my own experience, I would say the Holy Spirit, (laughs) Jesus said, he's going to be your counselor. And honestly, you can invite the voice of God into that pile with you to say like, yeah, help me start to sort through this. Maybe there was... Maybe there was, you know, abuse that you faced as a child. Maybe there was abandonment. Maybe Mm -hmm. there's there's just an overwhelming sense of rejection or you have this, like, constant negative self-talk fueled even by the enemy that you're going through all the time. You're like, I just need to get away from it. So, yes, the temptation is to go to sexual pleasure, but but also we, you know, humans run to food. Humans run to entertainment and screen. Humans run even to, like, to to watching violence, or to, or to, um, adrenaline based things, Mm -hmm. um, just anything to get their mind off of the pain. Exactly. So, so we want to talk, you know, and give some tips on kind of like acknowledging and respecting the fact that you have a body, you have a soul and you have a spirit and how to, how to kind of create some healthy rhythms and healthy self-awareness, some healthy self-awareness so that you don't, you don't find yourself in the place that David did where he's walking yeah. up the stairways and he has no internal strength totally. to, to stop. Mm-hmm. And he made a choice, right? And that's the thing, you know, we believe that humans have a free will that we're not. God is actually, yeah. Mm-hmm. He, he actually desires that we would walk in self-control. Yeah. That so
1: we're not even bound to our desires. So yeah. You might feel something and something it might feel really strong. Any type of desire. But you're not bound to those desires, and those desires actually aren't your identity. That's right. Um, that your your identity is so much far beyond um, what you are feeling in the moment. Yeah. Um, and I think like I just think about David, like if he could just stop and remember, like wait a second, I'm a king. Mm-hmm. You know, wait a second, like well, think about all that God has done totally in my life to get me here. You know what I mean? Like I don't know what he was what he was facing. Obviously, we the the scriptures don't say. But like, this is why, you know, um, you know, this is why the Bible talks about stilling your soul and like, hey, soul, you need to just quiet down. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And remember, you know, remember what God has done. Don't forget all that God has done for you. And um, when you're able to do that, I think it puts so much in perspective and, and brings a proper order to, to these dynamics of our life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So we as humans, we really are made up of body soul and spirit Mm -hmm. and every one of those parts has um needs yeah you know and god's not ashamed of your humanity and you don't have to be either you know so we have natural urge for um for relationship we have natural urge for for food yeah we have a natural urge for um for these things that give us pleasure for sexuality these things that give us pleasure but we just have to not let those desires rule us, but rather actually our spirit, the way we were designed is that our spirit would be driving the bus, wearing the captain's hat, you know, in connection with the spirit of God, kind of getting our cues from him Mm -hmm. in self-control, our spirit leading, and kind of being able to say to our soul, like you said, be still soul. Hey, calm down. And body, you actually don't get whatever you want whenever you want it. Yeah. You know, and so then when we, yeah, we just kind of start to walk in a greater level of self-governance, and it starts. I always think about the phrase like, you need to make sus- like make sustainable changes. You know, be able to say what where am I at right now, and how can I take a step in the right direction? Mm-hmm. Right, some things. You know, like if you're if you're looking at porn, I'm just like cut cold turkey. Don't just like scale back. Just cut. You know, right. it's not. I'm not saying like just sin a little bit, but rather, you know, like what are some steps I could make? What are some steps you could make today to start turning this thing around? Yeah. To start letting your spirit lead in connection with the spirit of God. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So one of the things we've been talking about even in our in our church community is, is talking about all three of these dynamics, the, the body, soul, and spirit. And and what's interesting is within Christian culture, we haven't quite known what to do with the body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like we've, we're very quick to be like, yeah, the spirit and the soul is so important. And those things need to be cultivated and those things need to be nurtured and grown, but it's just like, ah, eh, the body, well, you know what, we're not going to, you know, we're, it's only for this life anyways, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And we, we get a new body when we go to heaven and and all this stuff. So we don't really need to take care of it. We, don't really, it. we don't need to understand it. And it's all bad. It's all bad. No matter what it is, it's bad. Mm-hmm. If it's about the body, it's bad. Um, And that's just not the truth. Like the reality is, is that Jesus came in a body, lived in a body. And it was the vehicle of destiny um, for um that God has given us all. That like we have one body that takes us through this yeah. life. And it's a gift. And it's not God. It's not It's not meant to be elevated above all other dynamics or all other um, experiences of the of the human experience. That is like the body um, is a is a great tool for good, Mm -hmm. but it is just not meant to be the boss. Yeah, the body is a great servant. You know what I mean? Like you can do great work, but it's a horrible master. It's Mm a horrible. Um, as a horrible boss, mm-hmm. um, so just because you have those desires and just because your body is wanting, uh, wanting to escape into these other uh, secondary realities as we've called them, um, whether it's yeah, whether it is pornography or alcohol or overeating or
0: or drugs,
1: drugs or or, or, or yeah. even overworking, just because you don't want to deal with the pain, you're working tons of hours and yeah. you're just checking out because you just don't want to deal with the anxiety going on and you think. More busy work is going to bring peace to your heart, like I found out. You know what I mean? Like it does not do that for you, because I think that's actually been a challenge for me in this season. It's just like, oh, if I just work more, then I won't be so uh, afraid of the unknown of what the season's gonna present
0: at least i'm doing something yeah at least i'm
1: doing something yeah Um, and you don't have to sit with your thoughts and sit with all the things that are coming to the surface but um so anyways we just want to we just want to say that the body is just as important as all these other areas and it needs to be um, brought into the proper light and it's not the boss but it's a great servant
0: totally and then also you that your soul like i mentioned you know maybe you've gone through things you're facing things all the time. Like mm-hmm. our life, I think of like Jesus saying, like you're, you're made like in this world, you're going to have, you're going to have troubles, you know? And, and then in Proverbs, it says like man is born for adversity, even as mm-hmm. sparks fly upward. It's kind of like, you just can't escape it, you know? And at varying levels throughout different seasons of your life right now, it's COVID, you know, in quarantine, but like, I don't. I can't think of a season in my life where maybe my childhood. I had a had a pretty enjoyable childhood, but at that point, I'm sure I had plenty to complain about. Right. Anyways, but like, we always are going to be facing challenges. So what are we going to do when we face frustration? When we face disappointment? When we face even deep sorrow? We get to make those type. We get to make those decisions. So I'd even challenge you if you're listening, if you're able, you know, if you're driving, then pull over um, or. You know, just get a notepad out and just say like, what are some practical things I can do when I feel overwhelmed, when I feel sad, when I feel frustrated, what are some ways that I can process through that rather than stuffing that down and it getting, truthfully, I feel like it just gets infected. Then Mm -hmm. those emotions end up getting, you just, it turns sour inside, you know? And so maybe it's going to be journaling you know, that's something key for me. Maybe it's going to be getting out and stretch, you know, going out for a walk, getting in nature. That's another one I do. Totally. Maybe it's going to be playing an instrument, you know, maybe it's going to be, I mean, what else? What do you, what do you do? I mean, you mentioned the gym. I know that that helps you process. So
1: something like we, you know, with where we live, there's a lot of open space and, um, it's been good for me to get outside and jog. Mm -hmm. Um, that's, you know, that's been just good to have some sort of physical exertion and, Um, and it's so funny, like how just I process stuff, like I need to do, I need to be doing something and Mm -hmm. it's, and it feels like when I, when I'm, when I am running or when I've when I'm at the gym, it just brings so much into the proper order, Mm. you know, for me where, um, where I'm doing something that, that is good for me, but is not, is not just really, how do you say, like, it's good for you, but it's not outcomes based Mm. you know what i mean that like um you know i'm not gonna lose my job if i don't run you know a certain amount of kilometers um i'm not you know
0: the world's not gonna fall apart if you don't run no seriously you
1: know what i mean um and so it's like it's good just to have these things that are just not Um, do or die elements of your life that like oh if you don't nail this and get this right you know everything's going to fall apart and I wouldn't say that that's that's not part of my life or that's even like the type of job that I have like no um, but I think it's it was it was good for me to have those those areas in my life to be able to process and to be able to um, really switch off a part of my brain that can just be going and going and going right Um and can end up swirling like the swirling thoughts for me is is uh, is pretty real. Um, yeah, I've started reading more mm. um, you know, I've started a great book actually called uh, Why Emotions Matter um, by Tristan Collins and her um, and her husband John Collins. Um, Tristan is actually a um, trauma therapist mm. and John Collins is actually a co-founder of the Bible project, so he's like a theologian love Um, the bible yeah so good check it out um but why emotions matter is just um bringing a lot of sense actually to um the area of the soul and how um how god's designed it to function and what can happen when there's trauma what can happen when there's pain um, and why then you act out of some of those things and how to start to reverse um, those effects in your life and experience the um the liberty that jesus uh, has purchased for us in that area so but to get back to what I do, that's kind of what I've been starting to um, starting to implement. I think one thing for us and as a family, and I think to maybe speak to parents and speak to uh, yeah, moms and dads, like you know, in your family, we've started to set aside a 24-hour period where we just unplug from social media, and it's about connecting um, as a family. It's about connecting with God in a deeper way. Um, about resting, about joy, and about holiness, and yeah. um, and I think that's been the game changer for it us. Really that's has. been um, I think that's create what like what some people would just call creating margin in your life. Um, that was that was it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't matter what day you choose, but I think you've got to choose a day um, to do something that you wouldn't normally do in in the monotony of mm-hmm. the everyday stuff you know what i mean so like if you're a construction worker you probably need to sit down and read a book or you know go for a walk or something on the weekend or or whatever time you can um but if you're a librarian you probably need to go do some heavy work (laughs) you know what i mean
0: mix it up mix it
1: up yeah so
0: yeah so we've been doing that um you know we call it our sabbath Mm -hmm. love that the word sabbath is in scripture you know right from right from the very beginning as a gift and a command from god and so we love to honor god in our rest um, we yeah it's it's really made a big difference for us it's mm-hmm. been it's been over a year now that we've yeah. been doing that and uh, as you were talking about that it reminded me that um, psychologists actually are realizing in children but then also translating it into the reality of adults is how much the brain actually needs play in order to process difficulty mm. And so in children, um, you see it in, you know, kind of the, what you'd see is like a traditional way. True play is not outcome-based. True play is simply wow. getting to do something for the sake of it.
1: That's so good. And,
0: and when you, when kids can do that, then it helps them. They'll actually, you know, there's their play therapy when kids have gone through something difficult that they let the kids play and they often will end up expressing what they've gone through, maybe through dolls or maybe through, you know, um, like through drawing or anything like that, they'll, they'll start to release what's gone wrong. And so in adults, it's going to look different, but I love that you said that. Like when I go do these things, it's not outcome-based. Yeah, It's simply, I get to do it for its own sake. Totally. So as adults, when we have gone through, as we, as we go through difficulty, you can't underestimate the power of play in your life. Mm -hmm. And so, um, whether it's going for a walk, I mean, for you, you know, sometimes I love seeing you like chop wood and you build a fire. You know, it's like, what's the point?
1: Yeah, not it's not just the fact that I look like super manly when I'm like swinging yeah. an axe and
0: yeah, you know, but you do it with no one watching. Purse so not... the
1: flame, <laughs> yeah, you know, but it, for like my family.
0: How interesting that <laughs> you know, there's this comfort in vi- yeah. in doing things that like really it's just for the sake of the activity itself. Yeah, you know, and so I would challenge you if you. If you are facing sexual temptation, yeah. ev- evaluate, do I have hobbies or things in my life that I enjoy that are healthy for the sake of it, mm-hmm. just simply for the joy of it? And, and if you don't, I would say, man, like, invite God into that and yeah. then also think back in your life and say, when was the last time I felt pure happiness Yeah, based on something that like it would be, it almost feels like a simple joy. I know yeah. when I, for me, I'm lately I've been in the, probably about a year now, I've been getting into like plants, mm-hmm. just taking care of little plants and watching them grow brings me a lot of joy. Like, totally. yeah. but it feels so simple, but it actually, um, as I care for plants, it feels like I get filled up myself. Yeah. It's refreshing for me.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, again, just to speak to you, if, you know, you're dealing with sexual temptation, you're you, you look back at this time of quarantine and just even like even just even what may have happened just yesterday in right. your life. Um, you're feeling that that grip of pornography and that grip of needing to uh, escape from pain and escape from um, the fear of the unknown mm-hmm. through sexual experience um, I want to I want to share something with you. Like David had so many opportunities to turn around and go back down those stairs. Yeah, you know he had he and God grace graciously gives us those opportunities. And even if you're feeling like you've crossed a line, like you need to know that the the moment that you turn around and you you take that one step back to God and say, man, I'm so sorry for what I've done. I don't I don't I don't want to keep going down this road. You need to know that He takes. He, he fills that space in between and says, I'm, w- I'm willing to take you out of that place that you're in and I'm willing to, to give you mercy and grace and help you mm-hmm. come out of that and to actually get to the root of what's going on. Because sometimes we just we lump, you know, if we want to say sexual addiction, just into like a a lust issue where I and like it's just a bodily lust issue. It's just a desire mm-hmm. problem. But I think pornography is more of a pain problem I agree. than than anything else. Um, does does lust and desires of the body come into play? Of course it does. But um, I think I think God really wants to get to the to the bottom of what's really going on in your heart and why why are you running to this secondary reality? Why are you running to this place? uh to find relief when when he wants you to come to him and and find the relief and the peace that comes mm-hmm. from knowing that you're loved, knowing that you're cared for, knowing that that he wants to heal you and restore you and that it's that's a promise for you. Um I yeah. encourage you with that today.
0: Yeah. So, so no matter where you've gone, no matter what you have done, you just want to know that your value in the eyes of God is fixed mm-hmm. and that he he deeply loves you and he literally died to bring life to you. Mm-hmm. And so you don't have to wait till you get your stuff figured out before you talk to him about it. Yeah. Like please, you know, pause the podcast, invite him into the mess with you totally. and say, "God, I don't know how to do this." Yeah. You know, and he's going to give you some some practical steps to move forward and Yeah. I do have a que- I had a question for you. Um, you know, so people we get tempted for these, um, you know, especially if you're a follower of Christ, you have these, there's these areas that you have an awareness, like it's wrong for me to be sexually, like to use my sexuality in this way, whether it be masturbation or pornography mm-hmm. or sexting or, you know, just even watching a show on Netflix that you know is sketchy, right? Yeah. But it, you know, kind of feeds something in you. Any of that stuff or, or, um, you know, relationships that you know are not, not pleasing God, Anyway, you have all that area, but what do you like what about in marriage when you're facing pressure? Like what's the difference between finding kind of like finding intimacy and comfort with with a spouse? Like how would you maybe even as a man, how do you how do you deal with that? Like cuz there's obviously we want like we want intimacy between husbands and wives. Yeah. So how but sometimes even husbands and wives use each other. So I don't know, just talk Maybe talk
1: to me about that. Yeah, well, I think you know Paul was really clear in his letter to the Romans that our bodies are not our own, or not not to the Romans, to the Corinthians, mm-hmm. he was saying that our bodies are not our own,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and that the male, the the man's body is not his own body, but actually belongs to his spouse and mm-hmm. his wife, and and vice versa, that mm-hmm. the woman's body is not just her own body, but also is one with her husband. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's a there's a reality here of within. You know this design of marriage that the gods actually—he's created this this um, this beautiful atmosphere for this type of intimacy to be developed and to be experienced together, and it's and it's it, but it requires a lot of work on the front end mm-hmm. to be vulnerable, to be real um, with what's going on and and in sexuality to be serving one another and not just serving your and that's why. You know, Paul says like, hey, guys, your body's not your own. Your body actually also belongs to you, to your wife Mm -hmm. and wife. Your body's not your own and you actually belong to your husband as well. And so like it doesn't it doesn't put a trump card on anybody to just treat um, your spouse as, you know, as just a and it's a tool of escaping um, through sexual experience. But um it actually is inviting this place of of real connection because I think that's when that's when we really experience peace is through connection. Yeah. Um, primarily through connection to God mm-hmm. um, when we're able to be real and vulnerable with him and let our wall down and say hey this is really what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, you, when you open up your heart his peace comes in and fills up that place and I think but like, but God's also put us purposefully into proximity with other people, mm-hmm. and I think there's no greater, um, well, there's there's no greater, in my opinion, expression of that than marriage. You know, like God's saying it's not good for man to be alone, mm-hmm. and and he's he's not just saying it's not good for men to be alone. Mm-hmm. It's not good for man like to man be alone. Kind, yeah. Mankind, womankind, people mm-hmm. kind, whatever yeah, the. Yeah. The saying is these days, Um, but like, it's not good for us to be alone. And so we, we have these relationships in our life where I think like, if you can, as, as a husband and wife come together and say, listen, this is what I'm dealing with. I'm, I'm feeling afraid. I'm feeling, Mm -hmm. how are we going to pay the bills? How, like, Mm -hmm. man, I, I may have to take a pay cut. Like, what are we, what are we going to do? And like, and, and even if you don't come to solutions, but you're able to get these things out within the safety of. Of relationship um, and then move to a coming together of saying no matter like through sexual experience through um, the beautiful expression that God's given us within marriage you come together and it's saying like yes amidst all these things they are very real but one thing that's going to happen is that we are together we, choose that each we other. are choosing each other we're not quitting on each other we belong to each other yeah and and it's okay that you feel the way you feel. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid. Yeah. Um, I'm not, or I'm not going to run. You don't freak me out. I love you. I'm, I'm committed mm-hmm. to you. Yeah. Um, and it's interesting, like the, you know, we could get into the whole biology and what takes place in the brain. Um, you know, but I think we got to kind of wrap things up here, but, um, you know, it's, it really is that anesthetic to, like, when you're feeling the pressure, it's yeah. just like, Oh, it doesn't feel like it's that bad. You know what I mean? And right. it's like, wow, I feel closer with you. That's amazing. At you least know we what got I mean? that. Yeah.
0: And my, I wonder, does that is that a form of play? Yeah, maybe. Where it's like, here we go. This yeah. just for the sake of it. Just I'm not the sake.
1: referee on the matter, but maybe it is. <laughs> I, <don't> know.
0: <laughs> I know that for me, as a even as a as a wife, sometimes I have felt I felt emotions swirling inside that I haven't been able to get words to and then after we've been intimate all of a sudden I'll have like I'll just start to cry yeah and I'll have this release and I finally I'll know what was wrong yeah and it's like a deeper level of like oh now I found words for it you know yeah. and so you're right things chemically happen in the mind and we as husband and wife can help one another but i want to say for anyone single who's Mm -hmm. you know or maybe your spouse is spouse is going through a time of sickness or just not actually physically available yeah um for sexual intimacy it's just that like there's still grace for you in your season and there's other ways like we've mentioned throughout the podcast there's other ways for you to find emotional release for you to find personal connection with people yeah right like um God's not setting you up for failure just yeah. because you're not married.
1: Yeah, totally. And and to encourage those who are single because you may well, what am I supposed to do? Like I have these sexual desires and you're saying that sex is beautiful, yet I doesn't feel so beautiful. It's like mm-hmm. listen, the context is what's so important because you don't you don't want to take something that is meant to to be experienced with another life partner, committed covenant person mm-hmm. who you have like before God and humanity said, like, I belong to you. You don't want to take that process and just cut it off short by just being by, um, you know, whether it's through masturbation, whether it's through um, looking at something on the screen, whatever it is, it's stopping that process uh, right in the middle of it. And what's dangerous is that begins to cultivate a pathway in your brain that you can only go so far uh, intimately and with, and even relationally with another person, mm-hmm. and and it's just not what God has for you, and it's not you weren't you weren't designed to function like that. Yeah. But even in those seasons of life, like where where life pours on more pressure, God pours on more grace, yeah. And He makes Himself available right. in a strong way, um, whether it's even through another friend for you to open up and talk to another friend about just what's really going on in your heart. Or even do you, you just connect with him in a, in a deeper way? Mm-hmm. He pours on more grace as life pours on more pressure. So
0: that's right. Yeah. And if you've made those choices in the past, just want to make sure we always say this: the brain is a beautiful thing that can be healed. So totally. So you've made those negative those negative pathways. There is yeah. always hope for restoration. Absolutely. And it's, it takes hard work, but it's worth it. Yeah. And so you you know today you yeah. just make one hard choice. Yeah. In the right direction.
1: So we want to say thanks again for tuning in to the Union Podcast today and we hope this has been encouraging for you. Hopefully hopefully this has been thought-provoking for you and like we said, we'd love to hear from you. Feel free to leave a comment and a review and share with your friends and uh, until next time, we love you so much and we'll see you later.
0: Thank you so much for joining us today. We hope your life was impacted greatly. If you have any questions or comments, we'd love to hear from you please email us at podcast at the union for more information, visit our website, the union and follow us on Facebook and Instagram with the handle at the union movement.